Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. trouble scott farrell is calling the shots from the sideline we're gonna make fun of people we're gonna hurt people's feelings it's farrell on the bench i believe in whipped cream with everything I want to look at these title games, the conference championship games are Sunday. Don't forget that Marenzi and I are doing the Chiefs-Ravens game from 3 to 6.30 on SportsGrid TV, the SportsGrid app, sportsgrid.com slash watch. On Samsung, Vizio, and LG TVs, just search SportsGrid. We're on all kinds of streaming services. You know where to find us. And Sirius XM Channel 159 and Sports Byline and their radio affiliates. Look at these teams. So the Ravens are 7-3 and three at home. The Chiefs are 7-2 and two on the road. The Chiefs are 11-8 and eight against the spread. The Ravens are 12-6 and six against the spread. The Chiefs have 6 overs, 13 unders. The Ravens, eight overs, nine unders, and one push. Of course, the Chiefs have won four in a row. The Ravens just won because they only had to play in the divisional semi at home. They lost their last game when everyone rested to the Steelers several weeks ago. The Ravens averaged 28 a game. The Chiefs, 22 a game. The Chiefs give up 17. The Ravens give up 16. The average winning margin for the Chiefs is 10.5. For the Ravens, it's 17.6. The average losing margin for the Chiefs is 6.2. For the Ravens, it's 4.8. The average total game points for the Chiefs, 39.4. And for the Ravens, 44.8. So what's the percentage of games in which each team has covered the spread? Well, of course, the Chiefs are getting three and a half. But in terms of the percentage of games in which each team has covered, the Chiefs have covered almost 58% of their games. The Ravens, 67% of the games, the percentage of games that they've covered the spread. The favorite underdog record. Well, as a favorite, the Chiefs are 10 and 6. As a dog, which is what they are here, they're 3 and 0. For them to win, you can get a buck and a half. As a favorite, the Ravens are 12 and 3. They're minus 180. As a dog, they're 2 and 1, but they're favored here. So the Chiefs went on the road to Buffalo last week and beat the Bills as dogs, and they're in the same spot this week at the bank in the Charm City. The Chiefs are 5-1 straight up, 4-2 against the spread in their last six games, 11-2 straight up 
in their last 13 road games. All they do is win. They're also 17-3 and straight up in their last 20 against AFC teams. And they've had success against Baltimore, going 4-2 and against the spread in their last six matchups with them. 4-1 and straight up in their last five. So the Chiefs beat the Ravens regularly. The Chiefs are, wow, listen to this, 16-4-1 against the spread in their last 21 games as a dog. 16-4-1 against the spread in their last 21 as a dog. Yeah, you heard me repeat it. With 15 straight-up wins in those games. So in 21 games, they won 15 outright, and they covered 16 times out of 21. We know the Ravens beat the Texans easily. They're 7-1 straight up in their last eight. They're 4-1 against the spread in their last five. Their only loss was when they rested their starters in the last week against Pittsburgh, as I mentioned. The Ravens are 4-1 and one straight up in their last five home games and 5-0 and oh straight up in their last five games against the AFC West. Well, that doesn't matter because they don't seem to beat the Chiefs. The over is 4-1 and one in the last five head-to-head meetings between these teams and 4-1 and one in the last five times they've played in Baltimore. But the under is 10 and 3 in the Ravens' last 13 games in January and 4 and 1 in the Chiefs' last 5 games overall. So those numbers are absolutely crazy. Now let's look at the NFC. That's the nightcap game in Santa Clara for the NFC title and a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Vegas. So of course, at home, the Niners 6-3 and three at home, which is not impressive. The Lions on the road are 6-3, and three. same record. The Lions are 13-6 and six against the spread. The Niners are 9-8-1 against the spread. They barely cover if they cover. The over 12 times for the Lions, 7 unders. 10 overs for the Niners, 8 unders. Of course, the Lions have won three in a row. The Niners won. They only had to play one game because they lost their last game to Arizona and they played the divisional semi at home and barely beat the Packers. Average points, four. The Niners scored 28.6. The Lions, 27.2. Average points against. The Niners, 17.7. The Lions, 23.2. The average winning margin. Lions by 9.7. The Niners by 17.8. The average losing margin. Lions, 12.2. Niners, 7.2. The average total game points. The Niners are 46.3. The Lions, 50.4. So, what's the percentage of games in which each team has covered the spread? Well, the Lions have covered 68% of their spreads. The Niners have covered 53% of their spreads. Of course, in this one, it's the Niners minus seven. So, what about the favorite dog records? As a favorite, the Niners are 13 and 5 
And remember, on the money line, they're minus 323. As a dog, the Lions are one and two. And you can get them at plus 260 to win outright. So both of these teams won at home as favorites last week. The Lions also covered against the Bucks in a game that was 31-23. They covered six, even six and a half. Detroit is five and one straight up and five and one against the spread in their last six games. And even more impressive than that, they're eight and two against the spread in their last 10 games on the road. The Lions are 17 and four against the spread in their last 21 games as a dog of four points or more. 17 and four in 21 games against the spread as a dog of four or more. They are a seven point dog here. That's crazy. The Niners have dominated uh, when they play the Lions. 10 and 0 straight up in their last 10 home games against Detroit. 11 and 1 straight up in their last 12 meetings against Detroit. They're 8 and 2 straight up in their last 10 games. They're 0 and 6 against the spread in their last 6 home games. And 2 and 4 against the spread in their last 6 overall. They're just not covering. Of late, the under is four and one in the Niners' last five games against the NFC North, but the over is seven and three in the Niners' last ten home games played on Sundays. Like anybody gives a crap about what day it is, the over is also eight and three in the Lions' last eleven games and seven and two in their last nine on Sundays. Wow, crazy stats, right? Crazy numbers, right? So I did want to mention how crappy I think the Doc Rivers hiring is. He constantly gets credit for that Celtics championship 16 years ago. Too bad the team was stacked and the players got it done. He had nothing to do with it. He's proven time and time again how he can't lead good teams. I mean, honestly... How many times has this guy been on the cusp of something big only to fail every time? The NBA has seen 13 blown 3-1 series leads. Rivers has coached three of the 13. He's 6-10 in game sevens. That's by far the most losses for any coach in NBA history. Ten game seven losses. That's awful. He's 17 and 33 in games in which his teams had a chance to clinch a series. That's 34%. That too is the most losses for a coach in that scenario in NBA history. When he was with the star-laden Clippers for 7 seasons, they never made a single conference finals. Then he went to Philly. His three years in Philly, he coached JoJo. He still couldn't win. Couldn't get past the second round. His teams always blow 3-2 series leads four times and counting, including last year against the Celtics with the Sixers. And they finally got sick of it. People think that this guy's a winner. They must be tripping. Then they talk about uh, he can work his, uh, you know, smooth talk in the locker room with star players 
Who cares about any of that culture nonsense when you don't win in the playoffs and you blow playoff series left and right? They keep giving this guy boatloads of money everywhere he goes. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars coaching. And he never wins. I think he's better at calling games. Yeah. Like as an analyst on national TV doing NBA games, he's more fluid. He teaches the game, tells you what they're doing in the half court defensively, even though his teams never play D. I think he's better broadcasting. As a coach, I think he sucks. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.